0: comes not, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundance life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumase, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impacts their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen.
1: Give me Ephesians 5, verse 1 to 5. Ephesians 5, 1 to 5. Amen? Okay. Thank you. Ephesians 5 1 to 5. We're teaching on walking in love. Somebody say, walking in love. Walking in love. Walking in love. The call to love. Somebody say, the call to love. The call to love. Say, the command, to love. The, command to, love. The to love. the capacity to love. And then we are getting into, good. We are getting into the other dimension. Ephesians chapter 5 is, be therefore followers of God. One go. Uh-huh. And do what? It says, be followers of God as dear children and walk in love. Turn to your name and say, walk in love. Say, walk in love. Now, so we are doing part five. Part five. Come with me to... If, First Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 8. First Corinthians chapter 13, 1 to 8. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gunk and a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and I can fulfill all mysteries and all knowledge and have all faith, and, uh, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Let's read from verse 4. Love is patient. Love is. It does not. It does not. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self seeking. It is not easy minded. It is no record of wrongs. Love that solidifies people, but rejoices with Always trust, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Amen. Okay, so that's that's how far we have come. We started by looking at the call to walk in love. Somebody said the call to walk in love. And then we touched on the command to walk in love and then we came to the capacity to love. Somebody say, I have capacity to love. (laughs) Now, in capacity to love, I established the fact that we have what it takes as children of God to be able to walk in love. So, if you have capacity to love, then we need to know what loving is all about. When we say we have capacity to love, it means that we have capacity to do certain things. And we have capacity also not to do certain things. And we want to explore some of those things. Because loving someone is not empty. To say, I love you, is not empty. Love is a responsibility. Love comes with certain responsibilities. When you say, I love you, it means I'm committed to doing something for you. And what are those things? Those are the things we are going to talk about. In the book where we just read, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4-8. to Apostle Paul outlines 16 characteristics of agape love. Somebody say 16. 16 various characteristics of agape love. And out of the sixteen, nine of them have to do with what love is and what love does. What love is or what love does. And then we have 7 of them, which also has to do with what love is not or what love does not do. When you say, I love somebody, You are saying that there are some things I'm going to be doing for you. When you say, I love somebody, you are also saying there are some things I'm not going to do to you. And we need to know what what those things are. Basically, 16 of them, 9 of them. The first 9 has to do with things love does. And he's talking about it. Love is what? Patient. Love is what? Love is? Two. Love is? Three. Love is? Four. Love is? Four, five, love is six, seven, eight, nine, good. May all you have unfailing love. May you manifest unfailing love. Okay, so seven things love does not do. What are those things? Seven things love does not do. What are they? One, love does not, love is not, love is not, Love is not love is not love is love is not rude or dishonoring. Uh-huh. Love is not sinful. When you say you love somebody, you are saying that I'm going to keep my temper. You can't be say I love my wife, and every two minutes you are angry all over the place, throwing an attitude. That's not love. You can't say I love Pastor. And you are behaving rudely towards pastor. That's not love. Am I communicating? Yeah, yeah you can't say I love someone and you are boasting and bragging, carrying yourself in a certain way. So love is not something, but love is also something. And I realize that by and large, before we get into, I know when we say somebody is kind, you have a certain understanding of kindness, but wait until we understand kindness from a biblical perspective. So, that's it, because some of us, we are only kind when somebody is kind to us. Uh-huh. But the kind of love we are talking about, the kindness that you need to do, when you are working in this kind of love, is you are kind even to people who are not kind to you. When somebody speaks unkind words to you, and you have to slap the person, you may just have to forgive the person and go. That is what the kind, this kind of love does. So don't just assume that you know it. But for the purposes of time, we will just zero in on What love is not. Because a lot of people sometimes say, I love someone or I love you. And they simply don't know some of the things that they are not supposed to do to you. Sometimes when you hear something that somebody who claims to love, maybe his wife, maybe his friend, maybe his pastor, is doing to that pastor. You wonder whether the person really understands what love is all about. That's why we need to take time and examine this subject. This is a whole year teaching. Which we are doing in two months. And we are not finishing it. We'll just pause. Somebody say we'll pause. Pause. Yeah, i will just pause and then we'll come back to it later. Say an amen. 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 Okay, so come with me and let's see what we are going to be dealing with. Genesis chapter 26 verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 26 verse 6. Genesis chapter 26 verse 12 to 17. Now, there was a farming in the land besides the first farming. Please follow this reading because that's going to be the basis of my teaching this week, next week, and maybe uh, the, the third week. Now, there was a farming in the land besides the first farming that was in the days of Abraham and Abimelech. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gera. Verse 2. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. 3. Dwell in this land and I'll be with you and bless you. For you, I'll bless you. For to you and your descendants, I'll give all these lands and I'll perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. For. Okay, so that's it. Let's go to verse 6. Verse 6. So, Isaac dwelt in Gerah. Somebody say, Isaac dwelt. Say, Isaac dwelt. dwelt. Okay, verse 12. 12 to 17. I hope you are following the reading. There's famine. Isaac wants to move. God says, don't move. Stay. When Isaac stays, God says, when you stay, I will bless you. Then Isaac obeys God. He stays. Now let's see what I after. Then Isaac sought in that land. In which land? In which land? Uh-huh. I'm trying to get those who are following the reading from those who are not following. In which land did Isaac dwell? Gerah. So in that land, what did he do? He sowed and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. May the Lord bless you. In the name of Jesus. And by that, let me just, did you make the announcement about the impartation service? What's special? Okay, thank you. So whatever your business is, whatever you are into, make sure you bring something that represents your business or your career for special impartation because God is shifting us to a certain level. Your business will end at a certain level. Amen. Yeah, Maybe the year has been a bit dry, but I sense in my spirit this morning around between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. while I was praying. That's what came into my spirit that I should specifically address the issue of businesses and all of that. So bring something that represents your business. Next week's an special impartation service and what, what God will do with it between now and the end of the year. Amen. Praise God. In the same year he sowed and reaped, and the Lord blessed him. Look, when the Lord blessed him, certain things happen. May the blessing of God speak in your life. I said, May the blessing of God speak in your life. When God blesses, things follow. God, when you are blessed, there are things that follow you. And in this quarter, you experience the blessings of God. The Bible said, The Lord bless him. The man began to what? Prosper. You will prosper. I said, you will prosper. He began to prosper and he didn't stop prospering, continuing prospering until he became very prosperous. And after that, that's where issues began. When he began to prosper, nothing. When he continued prospering, nothing. When he became very prosperous, that's where this cancer we are going to deal with began. Now let's look at verse 14. For he had possessions of lots and possessions of heads, and a great number of servants. So the Philistines did what? Envied him. They did what? Envied him. They did what? Envied him. By all means, when you are living in a single room, people are not likely to know you. But the moment you finish your house and move, immediately, even the people you used to share the same floor with, out of envy, may say, a dealer, cocaine dealer, wafrem. <laughs> Praise God! They envied him. The Philistines envied him. The Philistines envied him. It's, this is a very serious subject. Verse fifteen. Look at that. Verse fifteen. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. Verse sixteen. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. This is not what you would expect. That at the time where there is famine everywhere, the only place that was succeeding, somebody was making progress, that is the person they say, go away from us. Haven't you seen it? Sometimes the person in the family who brings honor and glory to the family, that is the person everybody is against some way and he's like this and he's like that's the person, the person, the person that's it. They, they said go away from us out of envy. there was no food anywhere because there was famine means hunger, severe hunger where there's no food. the only place there is food is that the person you suck? okay so when you suck the person, how are you going to feed? That means that go we don't care whether we die that is how envy speaks. He said, I don't care whether I die. Once it is on you, it should be on you. I don't even want it to come on me, but you should just lose it. An envious person does not just want you to lose what you have. He coveted badly, and if he can't get it, you should lose it. Even if you lose it and it doesn't come to him, it doesn't matter to mind. That's how an envious person. It's not like he when he, gets, when he gets it, he'll be happy. But even if he doesn't get it and you don't have it anymore, he's satisfied. Envy. Envy. Hear me. Your success and greatness in life can inspire others to succeed or provoke others to envy. Never forget this. Every time you succeed at something, your success will either provoke your success and greatness can inspire others to succeed or give birth to envy and jealousy in others. Every time somebody succeeds, one or two things will happen. Others are inspired. Oh, we too we can do it. Oh, you pass the exam. Really, Charlie, mine is uh, in December. And I know that by the grace of God, I also make it. Amen. Yeah, if you pass, then let me just uh, get you some wine, champagne. Let's pop it for you. Then you are tapping into it. Another person, oh, ah, she passed. <laughs> no, that is, um, you don't pass it your first attempt like that. I think she did something with the lecturer. That's envy. Envy begins to speak differently. Take your seat. You need to understand envy. You need to know how it comes, how to detect it. Because you see, when you are not envious, somebody may be envying you. And sometimes you can be be envious and not even know it yourself. Envy is a very common thing everywhere. As I'm speaking here, I have no idea who is envious of me as I stand here. Yeah. I'm telling you. There are church members who envy their pastor. I'm telling you. you You'll be shocked. Husbands who envy their wives. Wives who envy their husbands. You say, hey, you have not seen anything. You have not seen anything. There's a place I, I worked for a short time when I was in my national service. A Very good woman I was with. Very, very good woman. Intelligent woman. Married a man who was very rich. I mean, God had blessed the man. Very rich. But had not gone to school a little. In fact, you are not going to school up to the level of the wife. Yeah, not going to school. And you see, when you get something like that, if you're a wise man, you should thank your stars. Be grateful. Be grateful. Because when you have not gone to school up to a certain level, usually people, ladies who have gone to school up to a certain level, they don't want to look in your direction. But if somebody, in spite of wherever your grade was, accepted your proposal and married you, and put your name on her. That's somebody you should cherish. Amen. But unfortunately, this one was not like that. So they married. And for 23 years, was not ready for the progress of this woman. This woman wants to do master's Yes, No. Went on and on and on and on. And after 23 years, as I speak today, the marriage is over. The marriage is over. Empty. It's not a, it's, you think it's, it's not every home that is at peace so. Some things are really happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. This is not a fairy tale. My wife knows a woman. Yeah. I spoke with her about two or three days ago. 23 years. But, I mean, if I've not gone to school, and I know someone to who has not gone to school, he has not even got a first degree, but the wife is presently doing a PhD. And he's the chief supporter. He's the one who is motivating the wife. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. After all, when she becomes whatever, she will still be Dr. Messie, so-so and so. If you have common sense. <laughs> Tell me, if you have common sense. Common sense. She will still be Dr. Messie, so-so and so. So-so. Amen. So, envy is real. It's a very real thing. And it's a very serious thing to deal with. Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 3, 4. Amplified version. 1 Corinthians. Okay, let's give it keep it. It says, love is patient and kind. Let's read it. Love is patient and what? Love, love knows neither envy nor jealousy. That's all, that's all. So we are looking at love is not envious. That's what I'm teaching. Love is not envious, part one. Love is not envious. When you say you love someone, you are saying, I'm not going to envy you. You can go to the moon and back, I will envy you. Yeah, I wish you the best. Anything you want, I want for you. You want a good car, I want for you. You want a good house, I want for you. You want to have your masters, go for it. That's love. Love does not envy. Somebody say, love does not envy. Love is not envious. It's not. It's not. By the time I finish, eh, you will know whether you are envious or not. And then by the time I finish, you should also be able to detect envy. Because you see, if you don't detect envy, you can be a victim of envy. You see, these guys rose up against uh, uh, Isaac and they stopped the well. But when he went forward, you see, the, the good thing about it is, it's very difficult to envy a man God has blessed. If you are a man, you see that God has blessed your wife. And she carries some unique favor. Almost everything she touches gets moved. It moves forward. And listen, listen, thank God for that kind of woman. And stop wondering why God made you the way he made you. (laughs) Yeah, God God may have made you some way. But thank him he has given you a wife. Who is also being wired some way. So that in your dryness, your wife is fat. And balances it up. Rather than foolishly envying your wife. Am I complicating somebody? <laughs> Love is not envious. What does it mean to envy? Look at this. What does it mean to envy? Webster dictionary defines envy this way. He says, "Envy is the painful, resentful, painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by." Enjoyed by another joined with the desire to possess the same thing. The same advantage. Dr. Humphrey is driving a car. He's driving, let's say, some BMW S5. He said, <laughs> yeah. what,
0: what
1: kind of car has he bought? Meanwhile, the day he tells you, Oh, uh, use this car and buy me fuel." Actually, a powerful sir. So. You see, envy, envy. The same shoe. When you wear it, it's nice. When somebody wears it, no, I say ananta. That's envy. The same thing you want when somebody else has it, it's not good. That's envy. Look at Vines Expository Dictionary, how he defines it. It says, envy vines. Envy is a feeling of displeasure produced by witnessing or hearing of the advantage or prosperity of others. Hearing. Hearing. When you hear. 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 You hear. You're a pastor. You hear that. Oh, your other pastor in some one corner of town, his church has grown by 5,000 people. Because you're envious. It's envy. You can't say, oh, wow, we thank God. It means more souls are saved. The church is doing well. People are, no, 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 no. The moment is not you, is bad. That's envy. A leading secular magazine. Somebody said in this, put envy in that magazine this way. He says, envy is a pain felt when someone has what you want. When you feel pain. Yeah. When the Ginger leads a song, I come here, and say, wow, what a beautiful songstress. What a beautiful... You know, today's worship was unique. Did you see it, church? It was amazing. I've not had this kind of worship experience in a very long time. Wow. You are sitting there. Last week, you did it. In fact, you even seated the time, and pastor didn't say anything. <laughs> and <laughs> this one just did it and say, oh... So, what Pastor is saying this, oh, I then, okay. She knew Now, is it Yeah, envy. And I shall come Can somebody say an amen? amen. Envy. envy. Take your seat. Envy. 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 Reverend Isu wrote a book, I think, about a couple of years ago. The title of the book is The Spirit of Envy. He's written many books and he's a very good, highly anointed man of God. His picture is among the pictures in my office. Look for that book and read it. It's a very big book. If you're a lazy reader, you may not like it. But it's a big book. He calls it overcoming the spirit of envy. And in that book, he defines envy this way. He says, envy is the feeling of discontent or resentment aroused by someone else's possessions, blessings, or qualities. I like it. He said the, the feeling of resentment and discontent aroused by someone's possession. But because of envy. When you are short and you are envious of a tall person, yeah. when you meet that person, oh, well, Odogo oh, <laughs> see, he's just tall for nothing. He's just tall for nothing. It's envy. It's all envy, Mr. entity. That's all it is. Envy. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. May the Lord help us. I said, may the Lord help us. Amen. Envy is used interchangeably with jealousy. And they are, they, most times they work. But envy is slightly different from jealousy. Jealousy can be positive sometimes. Uh-huh. And I was given an illustration in the first service. That if you, you took uh, your wife out. And then to uh, Golden Tulip. Uh, for uh, an evening program. And by the time you, you came out. You are in the, at the reception sorting things out. By the time you came out, you met uh, him, uh, her and uh, uh, some, uh, one of his uh, old classmates. And the hand of the gentleman is here. Your wife, oh. Imagine this is your wife. You meet this rook, and his hand is here. And he's hook your wife like that. <laughs> <laughs> If you really love this woman, maybe you smash him with the stone from behind. <laughs> and that is, that is legitimate. Jealousy. 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 In fact, in love relationships, if there isn't some amount of jealousy, then the relationship is dying. Yeah. The relationship is dying. This There's a certain degree. I'm not saying be the over jealous type. Yeah. When you come to church... And your husband is a pastor. When he hugs somebody, you go. Now, the way I will hug his hugger, it is. So when you can also hug your bassa. You see, the way you hug it, I'm suspicious of you. That, 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 that is the over jealous type. Over jealous type. How long is a pastor shaking hands? Softly. <laughs> This lady, she comes to your office very often. Is it? Is something that I don't know? That's over jealous time. Amen. Amen.
0: That's
1: over jealous time. But there must be some amount of jealousy. Yeah, some amount of jealousy. Amen? Amen. But envy, no. Envy, envy, when used in scripture, in fact, most almost ninety nine percent of. Times the word envy appears in scripture. When it's used in the form of jealousy, sometimes it's good. God He sometimes even describes himself as a jealous God. So jealousy sometimes is good. But envy, full-blown envy and full-blown jealousy, no. It's not. Now, eight important facts you must never forget. I will not be able to finish it. Eight important facts you must never, somebody say never forget. Say "Never never forget about envy. Eight important parts one is the fact that envy is deadly and highly destructive. Somebody say it's deadly. it's deadly and highly destructive. When we say something is deadly, it means it can kill you. It can what? Yeah, something that is deadly can kill you. When we say it's destructive, it means it can destroy you. Relationships have been destroyed, families torn apart, friends have been scattered. Businesses have collapsed all because of envy. In fact, churches have been torn into pieces all because of envy. Envy, envy, envy. Short word, but a very dangerous word. Four letter words. E-N-V-Y. Then you are done. But that short word, the kind of things, when it gets roots in your heart, the kind of things you can do, you have no idea. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 30. He says, Proverbs 14, 30. He said, a sound heart. Somebody say a sound heart. is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness, of the, the rottenness of the bones. When your heart is sound, church, one of the things you should always protect is your heart. Somebody say your heart. Yeah, always keep a heart of love. Keep a heart of forgiveness. It's important because, you see, you, your life will continue to go in a very positive direction as long as your heart is in shape. The moment you allow your heart to become corrupted and destroy your future is not likely. Very bleak. A sound heart is the life of the flesh. Envy is the rottenness of the bones. Now go to uh, Proverbs 27.4. Proverbs 27.4. Anger is cruel. This is comparative speaking. Somebody say comparative speaking. Anger is what? Oh, say it aloud. Anger is what? Is it because you have an anger problem, you can't say it? <laughs> if you don't say it, I'll suspect you. Anger is? Cruel. Anger is, cruel. Un- is? Wrath. Oh, really? Wrath is cruel. Oh, but you are seeing that. in <laughs> We must help one another, you know. Wrath is cruel. Anger is? Altration. But who is able to stand? Uh-huh. I-, I hope you understand that. Uh-huh. So they are not they are not classmates. When you see somebody, listen. He's <laughs> a better old person than an envious hey. person. Cool. What what what's the worst thing that uh, an angry person can do? One lady used to destroy the TV of her husband. Big TV. The husband was a fan of big TV. I've told that story many times. The fan, the man likes sports, so he bought big TV. And this woman gets temperamental, angry. And the next time you see it, a ah, TV is gone. Smash the TV. First one, second one, third one. The guy said no. He got a visa, he left and went to the US, and that's it. The marriage is over. Marriage is over. Do you know the person? It's my secret. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. He said, "Wrath is cruel. When we say someone is cruel, do you know, the person can kill." Uh-huh. Then he said, "Anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before envy? Envy is dangerous than all of them. And as we go ahead, you come to see that in envy there is wrath. In envy there is uh, uh, anger. Wrath is cruel by itself alone. Is cruel. Anger outrageous." Now, when envy becomes an embodiment of wrath, which is cruel, anger, which is outrageous, and then they envy its own self, its own danger, all of it come on you. That's what the Bible says, who can stand before envy? Take your seat. Who can? Who can? And when you go through scripture, you realize that the oldest and the first sin in the Bible was the sin of envy. That's the first sin. It didn't, envy started in the heart of one man called Lucifer in heaven. God created him, gave, make, made him so great, beautiful. Created wisdom, almost everything you can imagine in a creature. The, the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Satan was a personification of it. You want to define beauty, you have to look at Satan. You want to define intelligence, look at Satan. Everything, you see, not all of us, they say that all fingers are not equal. But you see, when Satan was created, he was created as if all things were, he says, you were perfect. He was created in perfection. And that being, envy entered his heart. Everything that a, a, a creature, a created being needed was in Satan. But he was still not satisfied. He wanted what the creator had. Envy. He said, I want to sit there. I want to see there. When you have an envious person working with you, it's not about people. It's not about pay. You can give them any money until you die or you are kicked out and they sit where you are sitting. They are not satisfied. So when an envious, you see, I'm teaching you this so that one, you yourself, you deal with envy from your life. And two, you know how to relate with envious people around you. Because a lot of people have died before their time foolishly. Because they were not mindful of dealing with envy. They didn't know envy. They didn't know how to handle it. And so they are gone. When you handle envy, where? Your people, the person who is envious, he will be envious. Why will you be growing? Why is envious you are growing? You are moving forward. And I see you move forward. Amen. I said, I see you move forward. Amen. Say a better amen. amen. No, nobody, nobody has, anybody who tried standing in the way of envy died. Okay, when his brother's offering was accepted, his one was rejected. He, 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 he felt that, ah, you, small boy, when did you start this job? When did you start? We've been in the practice of law for how many years? You just came three years ago, four years ago. You, we will bring you down. We'll show you the whole. that That was king. And when those things were being said, the man was not smart to see it. He was not smart to see it. So his brother was angry. He didn't see it. He was envious. He didn't see it. He became angry. He didn't see it. By the time he realized, jinefumu, yes, ah, what was it? it Go not. Man, a tight. <laughs> Mr. Lord, you'll be small. But no, okay? a good man. But that before his time. Envy. That's why Jacob, the I want you to know, oh who said envy Abba ne brother is when he super pepper. I say long off I go? <laughs> I'm not staying here another day. I am going. Oh, just yeah. left. Just it left. It's not always easy to move from certain places. Yeah, it's not. It's not in every place you can just move. But envy is deadly. Somebody say deadly. Yeah. Deadly. 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 The whole reason why Jesus was killed was because of envy. 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 The leaders he came to, the pastors he met when he became a pastor. They said, you, 30 years old. <laughs> because when you stretch your hand, somebody gets healed. You think you are proud. We will show you. Then they guarded people. They began to say things that Jesus could not do in his dream. And then people believed it. By the time they realized, one hot afternoon, they made him naked. Don't believe the, the picture you see of Jesus on this. And it's not. Uh, it's not. That's not it. That's not the real image of Jesus. Jesus was crucified naked on the cross, without anything. Whatever you want to imagine is in your head. But that's, that, yeah, he was. That's it. Everything was there. Just raw. And people were there seeing Praise God. Out of envy. Out of envy. Out of envy. Number two, the temptation to envy is very real and very common. Ubiquitous. Very real and common. It's everywhere, 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 everywhere. Among the choir, there will be envy. But you overcome it in Jesus' name. Yeah. Among us, there will be envy. Um, in a family, there will be envy. I mean, you are in a family of about five ladies, and uh, they're all doing everybody. uh, they are struggling in their marriage your own. All of them sometimes you alone, you went, you have stayed there and things are moving on and sometimes in their head they are waiting to see the day you come home and it looks like when you come home you are rather bringing good news of what is happening. Listen, there is a natural tendency for envy to spring out. It will spring out. It's very common. Very common. Sometimes you yourself, you don't want to be envious. But people can force you to become envious. People can force you to become envious. Let me show you how this happened to John the Baptist. John chapter 3, verse 26 to 31. Oh, the Lord help us. I see you healed of envy. I see you walking in greater love. In the name of Jesus. So they came to John. Listen, they came to John he didn't go to them. they came to John and reported to him rabbi the man who was with you on the other side of the Jordan at the Jordan crossing and to whom you yourself are born testimony notice here is here he, he is baptizing too and everybody is flocking to him hey babe. hey babe. everybody who says so everybody. Some pastor be our young pastor be what here. Sorry, oh, oh, sorry, oh, he has hey, 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 a church around, sometimes around about. We hey, drew cars. cast, a quantity, you know, much you can't afford. We never be cars everywhere. <laughs> and maybe you are, you have started your own, you are in some small classroom somewhere, which we were for about five years. Oh, Jano, and your pastor for a quantity, you're who See, you see, envy, 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 envy. You have to pick it fast. I remember when we were planning for uh, a special event and we needed to invite some of my pastor friends. Uh, my daughter was asked to uh, give a call to one pastor. And what the pastor said? I said, hey. She herself was shocked. Was shocked. shocked. I'm telling you. Among even pastors, so even pastors can be envious. And if you envy me, which level have I reached? No, you you get ready for a heart attack. That's what Nigeria can You see, envy, 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 envy. Envy. You have to pick it fast. I remember when we were planning for uh, a special event and we needed to invite some of my pastor friends. Uh, my daughter was asked to uh, give a call to one pastor. And what the pastor said, I said, hey! She herself was shocked. Was shocked. I'm telling you. Among even pastors. So even pastors can be envious. I mean, if you envy me, which level have I reached? No, you, you get ready for a heart attack because this level will soon change and shift to another level. No, oh, no, 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 no. We have not seen anything. We have not started the research. We have not started. Yes. Only ten years. We have not started anything. Wait until we really start. Yes. Envy. When I I knew it, I perceived it because envy is a spiritual thing. I perceived. I knew it a long time ago, but. I was open and I'm still open. Even now, when we meet, I can talk to him. I mean, if he does a program, he invites me, I go. But I know that he's not got a very good heart towards me. So there are things that I can't go and tell him. If I'm ever to have a challenge with mommy, God forbid, I won't go and tell him. Charlie, can you bear with me in prayer? He said, I'm not know to be with you, mommy. Help me in prayer no, 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 I won't do that. But you see, when you don't know, those are the people you tell your matter. Yeah. And when you finish, you think that it's a you will be around you, somebody you are not managing well, a person with a wicked heart towards you, whom you are not managing well. He's the one who is giving you more problems. May the Lord help us. Yeah. I said, may the Lord help us. So he said, this is what they went to say, he said, the man you, you were baptizing, Look, oh, you know John the Baptist baptized Jesus? Yes. Uh-huh. And then he said, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of humanity. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh-huh. So he actually the one who announced Jesus because that was his ministry. He was supposed to announce Jesus. Now look, when he started, Jesus also came. Jesus actually did not come to baptize anybody. So one, this thing was not true. He says, notice, he is also baptizing. Go back. Go back to verse 26. He says, so they came to Jesus and report, do know the people who came to him, his own disciples. They came to Jesus and said, the man who was, who was with you on the Jordan side at the, to whom you gave testimony notice here, he is here baptizing too and everybody is flocking to him. Sometimes when people give you things before you are provoked to envy, verify the information. Yeah. Verify the information. Because some of us have also become envious towards people who really have a good heart for us. They really care about us and we are envious of them. I mean, this pastor that listen when we pray, when we meet and we are praying, we pray for him. We, I mention his name and his church. is one of the churches I mention when we are praying. until tomorrow, even after that encounter, I still pray for him. I still pray for him because he needs prayer. Yeah, he needs prayer. He needs prayer. He needs, and we all need prayer. I still pray for him. He said he's baptizing too. Jesus never came to baptize anybody. He said, I will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He didn't come and baptize. He said he's baptizing at the Jordan. He's at the Jordan baptizing. That means, oh, 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 Meanwhile, we're doing different things altogether. It's like, Reverend Bright is in now, then somebody comes to tell me, hey, so, so, and so, so, and so, and so. Then out of envy, he say, ah, I crouches, some this person has gone there, that person has gone there out of envy. Hey, move. No, 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 no. That's foolish. That's foolish. Praise God. That's foolish. hasn't work like that. Look at how the temptation was real, but the man overcame it. And let me tell you, you before we even get there, you have what it takes to overcome envy. Yeah. If you are envious, it is, you have decided to be envious. That's why you are envious. It's not because of anything. You have decided to be envious. I am here to find a mortal man to envy. This is my, my life. Yeah. I'm here to find a mortal man to envy. Yeah. The temptation comes, but I've chosen to overcome it every time. You see, to be tempted to envy is not, it's not the same as being envious. You are tempted but you have not fallen into it. But by the time you have fallen into it, you have become envious. Look at this. The reason why you'll be tempted is because we are not all the same. Some of us will be fair, others will be dark. Some of us will be short, others will be tall. Some of us. We may be privileged to be born into good homes. Others may not come from a good home. Some of us may have businesses. Others may not have it. Some of us will be employers. Others will be employees. So by all means, when you look at all of these things and you don't manage it well, you find yourself. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Look at how he handled it. And I close. He said, Jesus... John answered, a man can receive nothing. He can claim nothing. He can take take unto himself nothing, except as it has been granted to him from where? Heaven. A man must be content to receive the gift which is given him from heaven. And there is no other source. Look at verse 8. Verse 8. You yourselves are my witnesses. You personally bear me out. That I stated I'm not the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. But I have only been sent before him in advance to be his appointee forerunner. His messenger, his announcer, 29. He who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the groom's man who stands by and listens to him rejoices greatly and heartily on the account of the bridegroom's voice. This then is my pleasure and joy. And it is now complete. Did you see that? I don't know whether you understand that statement. That statement. That statement. He listen, listen, I didn't come here as the groom. I'm not the groom. No. I'm just happy to be the groom's boy. The best man. I'm just happy that of all men, if he's looking for one, he chose me. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Imagine your best man saying that of you. <laughs> That's why John the Baptist was, of all men born of women, John the Baptist was the greatest. and He was greatest because he walked in love. And when you walk in love, you become the greatest because love is the greatest. That's all. He didn't do miracles. He didn't do many things. But he was the greatest because he walked in love and love. Now about faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. It's love. It's love. Number three, and I close. Continue next week. The proclivity to envy is usually high and very common among people who share same or similar background with you. It's always common. Always very common. High and common among people who share similar backgrounds with you. Same or similar backgrounds with you. Matthew chapter twenty. Let's read that and oh, close. A carpenter is not likely to envy a doctor much. Yeah, because he knows that the gap is the same. It's too wide. But when you have a, a senior doctor and a young doctor come, and God is lifting him, maybe he presents a paper and you and picks it up. you are a professor, ah, that one, the envy can easily happen. Among professionals, a minister may not envy a cell leader. Yeah, but among themselves, why is that this one? Why is that that one? Pastor, among pastors, senior pastors, among associates, sometimes siblings, Jacob and Esau, brothers, brothers, Joseph and his brothers, relatives. 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 He said, for the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of an estate who went out in the morning and went dawn to hire his workmen for his vineyard. I won't say much after this. When I read it, I'll close and we'll take the communion. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Three. And going about the third hour, nine o'clock, please follow this reading because that's all. Nine o'clock, he sent, he saw other standing idol in the marketplace. Verse four. And he said to them, you go also into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will pay you. And they went. Now, first one, the first group he sent, they agreed with him. The second one, he told them, go, whatever is right, I'll pay you. Now, five. He went out again about the sixth hour, noon, And the ninth hour, three o'clock, he did the same. So four groups of people. Now go to verse six. About the eleventh hour, have you heard the eleventh hour miracle? (laughs) About the eleventh hour, five o'clock, he went out and found still others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? Now look at verse. They answered him because nobody did what? Nobody did what? Nobody did what? Hired us. Nobody hired us. Then he said, let's read it together. One go. Continue. Call the workmen and pay them their wages, beginning with the last and ending with the first. Beginning with what? The last and ending with the first. When did the last come? Eleventh hour. Five o'clock. The one has been there since morning. And those who had been hired at the eleventh hour, five o'clock, came and received a denarius each. It's not the time. It's about the thing. Now, when the first came, they were supposed, they supposed that they would get more. But each of them also received a denarius. Verse 11. When they received it, they grumbled at the owner of the estate, envy, saying, these men who came last worked no more than an hour, and yet you have made them rank with us, who have borne the bedding and the scorching heat of the, sun, of the day. Read it with me, go. But he answered, Good, verse 14. Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this man, this hired, this man hired last, the same as I give to you. Verse sixteen. Uh-huh. I evil, you know the green eye monster. That's envy. Is your eye evil because I am good? Verse sixteen. He said, "So those who are the last will be first, then, and those who are the first will be last." Many are called, but few are chosen. It says, be followers of God as their children and walk in love. Turn to your neighbor say, walk in love. Walk in love. Say, walk in love. walk in love. Now, so we are doing part five. Part five. Come with me to 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 8. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 8. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gunk and a clanging cymbal. If I have a gift of prophecy and I can fulfill all mysteries and all knowledge and have all faith, and uh, but I do not have love, I'm nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Let's read from verse 4. Love is patient love is it does not it does not it, Good. always always trust always hopes always perseveres Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, where there are tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Amen. Okay, so that's, that's how far we have come. We started by looking at the call to walk in love. Somebody said the call to walk in love. And then we touched on the command to walk in love. And then we came to the capacity to love. Somebody said I have capacity to love. Now, in capacity to love, I established the fact that we have what it takes as children of God to be able to walk in love. So, if you have capacity to love, then we need to know what loving is all about. When we say we have capacity to love, it means that we have capacity to do certain things. And we have capacity also not to do certain things. And we want to explore some of those things. Because loving someone is not empty. To say, I love you, is not empty. Love is a responsibility. Love comes with certain responsibilities. When you say, I love you, it means I'm committed to doing something for you. And what are those things? Those are the things we are going to talk about. In the book where we just read, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, Apostle Paul outlines 16 characteristics of agape love. Somebody say 16. 16 various characteristics of agape love and out of the sixteen, nine of them have to do with what love is and what love does what love is or what love does and then we have 7 of them which also has to do with what love is not or what love does not do when you say I love somebody you are saying that there are some things I'm going to be doing for you when you say I love somebody you are also saying there are some things I'm not going to do to you, and we need to know what are, what those things are. Basically, sixteen of them, nine of them. The first nine has to do with things love does, and he's talking about it. Love is what? Patient. Love is what? Love is two. Love is three. Love is four. Love is four. Five. Love is six. seven, eight, nine, good. May all you have unfailing love. May you manifest unfailing love. Okay, so seven things love does not do. What are those things? Seven things love does not do. What are they? One, love does not, not. Love is not. Love is not. Love is not. Love is not. Love is. Love is not rude or dishonoring. Uh Love is not sinful. When you say you love somebody, you are saying that I'm going to keep my temper. You can't be, say, I love my wife, and every two minutes you are angry all over the place, throwing an attitude. That's not love. You can't say, I love Pastor, and you are behaving rudely towards Pastor. That's not love. Am I communicating? Yeah, you can't say I love someone and you are boasting and bragging, carrying yourself in a certain way. So love is not something, but love is also something. And I realize that by and large, before we get into, I know when we say somebody is kind, you have a certain understanding of kindness, but wait until we understand kindness from a biblical perspective. So that's it because some of us, we are only kind when somebody is kind to us. Uh-huh. But the kind of love we are talking about, the kindness that you need to do when you are working in this kind of love is you are kind even to people who are not kind to you. When somebody speaks unkind words to you and you have to slap the person, you may just have to forgive the person and go. That is what the kind, this kind of love does. So don't just assume that you know it. But for the purposes of time, we will just zero in on what love is not. Because a lot of people sometimes say, I love someone, or I love you, and they simply don't know some of the things that they are not supposed to do to you. Sometimes when you hear something that somebody who claims to love, maybe his wife, maybe his friend, maybe his pastor, is doing to that pastor, you wonder whether the person really understands what love is all about. That's why we need to take time and examine this subject. This is a whole year teaching, which we are doing in two months. And we are not finishing it. We'll just pause. Somebody say we'll pause. pause. Yeah, we'll just pause and then we'll come back to it later. Say an amen. 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 Okay, so come with me and let's see what we are going to be dealing with. Genesis chapter 26 verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 26 verse 6. Genesis chapter 26 verse 12 to 17. Now, there was a farming in the land besides the first farming. Please follow this reading because that's going to be the basis of my teaching. This week, next week, and maybe uh, the, the third week. Now, there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham and Abimelech. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistine in Gera. Verse 2. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Three. Dwell in this land and I'll be with you and bless you. For you, I'll bless you. For to you and your descendants, I'll give all these lands and I'll perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father four okay so that's it let's go to verse six verse six so isaac dwelt in Gerar. somebody say isaac dwelt isaac say isaac dwelt. isaac dwelt okay verse six, 12, 12 to seventeen i hope you are following the reading there's famine isaac wants to move god says don't move stay when isaac stays god says when you stay i will bless you then isaac obeys god he stays now let's see what I follows after. Then Isaac sowed in that land. In which land? In which land? Uh-huh. I'm trying to get those who are following the reading from those who are not following. In which land did Isaac dwell? Gera. So in that land, what did he do? He sowed and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. May the Lord bless you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And by that, let me just... Did you make the announcement about the impartation service? But special, okay, thank you. So whatever your business is, whatever you are into, make sure you bring something that represents your business or your career for special impartation because God is shifting us to a certain level. Yes. Your business will end at a certain level. Yeah, Maybe the year has been a bit dry, but I sensed in my spirit this morning around between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. while I was praying. That's what came into my spirit that I should specifically address the issue of businesses and all of that. So bring something that represents your business. Next week's an special impartation service and what, what God will do with it between now and the end of the year. Praise God. In the same year, he sowed and reaped, and the Lord blessed him. Look, when the Lord blessed him, certain things happen. May the blessing of God speak in your life. Amen. I said, may the blessing of God speak in your life. Amen. When God blesses, things follow. God, when you are blessed, there are things that follow you. And in this quarter, you experience the blessings Amen. of God. The Bible said, the Lord blessing. him. The man began to what? Prosper. You will prosper. I said, you will prosper. He began to prosper and he didn't stop prospering, continuing prospering until he became very prosperous. And after that, that's where issues began. When he began to prosper, nothing. When he continued prospering, nothing. When he became very prosperous, that's where this cancer we are going to deal with began. Now let's look at verse 14. For he had possessions of lots and possessions of heads and a great number of servants. So the Philistines did what? Envied him. They did what? Envied him. They did what? Envied him. By all means, when you are living in a single room, people are not likely to know you. But the moment you finish your house and move, immediately, even the people you used to share the same floor with, out of envy, may say, Who is a dealer? Cocaine dealer? Waphraim. Praise God. They envied him. The Philistines envied him. The Philistines envied him. This is a very serious subject. Verse 15. Look at that. Verse 15. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. Verse 16. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. This is not what you would expect. That at a time where there is famine everywhere, the only place that was succeeding, somebody was making progress, that is the person they say, go away from us. Haven't you seen it? Sometimes the person in the family who brings honor and glory to the family, that is the person everybody is against. Anyway, some way. And he's like this, and he's like, "That's the person, the person, the person.. That's it. They, they said, "Go away from us, out of envy. There was no food anywhere, because there was famine means, hunger, severe hunger, where there is no food. You see, until your heart comes into God's hands, until your heart comes into God's hands, there is no way you can overcome envy. It begins with being born again. You want to give your heart to the Lord and you want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. You are here like that. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. You want to receive Jesus and make him your Lord. You want to receive Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior. Lift up your hands. Let me pray with you. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Brother, say this after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I admit I'm a sinner and I confess that you come into my heart. I believe that you died for me and you rose again for my salvation. Thank you for saving me and making me your own. Thank you that I receive capacity to walk in love.
0: Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victories success and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Fuakwa, please call 540 122 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com Chapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services: 6:30 a.m. First service, 8:45 a.m. Second Service, and on Wednesdays for our Word encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasi Roundabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs> Yeah.